All right, let's delve into the only thing in the world that's Emma's. Today's daf is daf Samach Vav, page 66. In the Hedigah Masechah's Kedushin, we pick up on the very, very bottom of Samachim, at base 65b, with V'Amar Abaye. Abaye taught us. Okay? It's a new statement. We don't really need uh, much of a uh, repetition. But it, basically, we're keeping on a theme of where somebody comes with a claim, uh, a single witness, and the person doesn't respond to, to that claim. All right, there we go. Amar echad. If an aid echad says to someone, top of today's daf, Sharcha nirva vahala shaisik neman. Somebody says to, Ruvain says to Shimon, Shimon, you know, your animal was used for bestiality and therefore is not kosher as a sacrifice, is not kosher as a carbon. And Ruvain is quiet. Neman, we believe Shimon. Batanatuna. And we learned about this halacha. V'shenevda b'yavera, v'shehemis, al pi edachor al pi b'ilam. Naman. Okay. The same thing is when you have an animal that there was a bestiality, or there's an edachor telling us that it killed a person, we will listen to the uh, testimony of a single witness or the owner. Hai al pi edachor hechidami. If the owner is admitting, so you're not relying on the single witness. The owner himself is telling you that his animal is the case where he was quiet. So you see, um, a consistent halacha as well says Abaye. If a single witness comes and testifies and the owner is quiet, we rely on the single witness. Okay. Now, says the Gemara Utricha, I need all these cases. Now let's remind ourselves what the cases are. Case number one that of Abayi's statement was, Abayi said uh, towards the bottom of Samachay, we'll call it uh, eight to ten lines up, that if somebody, if, uh, if Ruvain says to Shimon, you ate treif, and Shimon is quiet, we believe Ruvain. If you ate treif, and we, and we believe... We believe the one who says, you ate treif. Okay. Now, if the guy would say, no, I didn't, we don't trust the single witness. Okay. Now again, practically speaking, what's the ramifications? I would have to bring a sin offering, an inadvertent sin offering, if I'm quiet. Abai also then said, if somebody says to someone else, "Your food is now tame," and the person's quiet, we believe the edachad. And in this last case, a person says, "Your animal is high of misa." And he's quiet. Or your animal was sodomized, so it can't be a carbon. And he's quiet. We bless. In all three cases, if the owner's silent, we believe the single witness. And now the Gemara is going to say, Utsricha, I need all three cases of Abaye. Here we go. Tiyash bin Hachamais, if you only mention the first case where somebody says to the other guy, You ate forbidden foods. We would say like this. If he, um, if the person didn't know whether he ate non-kosher food or what we'll call chela, forbidden fats, so he's going to, uh, let's say he didn't eat it, so then he's going to come bring chulam bazar. You have a big problem. So here's the deal. I don't know whether I ate treif. You can't just bring a carbon chatas. Because if you're not obligated on carbon chatas, this animal's chulam. And you can't bring it. You're, you're like, it's a double-edged sword. Right, 
But in the other case where he says your tar food became tome, we could say the reason why he was quiet is because he doesn't care. The guy says, to, you say to me, Tanler, your food is now tome, and I'm quiet. Am I admitting to it? Or am I just like, okay, maybe yeah, maybe no. I, what do you mean maybe yeah? You can't eat tome food, it'll make you tome. No, I know I'm tummy anyway. Well, maybe you're just disregarding the guy. Could also. But over here we're talking about shtika kaida. But even if shtika is kaida, I might be fine with it because I might be tummy. A tummy person could eat tummy food. I just may not care. Okay? The ashminun ha. And if I would have only given us the case of tummy to, to, to tar to tummy, we shouldn't have gone to the made tarase. I would say, okay, you know why uh, uh, he's quiet? It's because he loses out on his tar days. But in the third case where he says, your animal was evolved in, uh, in relations. And the guy's going to say, fine. You want to say my animal can't be brought as a carbon? Guess what? I'm not planning on bringing it as a carbon anyway. Some animals used for bestiality? Big whoop. It's still going to plow my field. I don't care. And, and therefore, I don't need to bother myself. I'm, just, I'm disregarding you. And yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing anything. It's not a proof I'm agreeing. It's not a proof I'm denying. I'm disregarding you. Yeah, it's doesn't matter to me. Therefore, Tricha, Abai has told me all cases that if the owner is going to be silent, it does give credibility to the Eid Echad. They ask the question searching for information. Okay, you have somebody walks over to Ruben and says, I witnessed your wife being Mizana. I saw your wife committed adultery. Vishaisek, and the husband is quiet. Mahu, what is the halacha? Are they allowed to stay together? The halacha is, whenever you have a wife that willingly has an extramarital affair while she's married, that couple is not allowed to stay together. Here a single witness claims to have witnessed a willing affair. Okay, it has to be, obviously, with the wife, with the woman's consent. The woman who's violated is not forbidden to her husband unless, she's, unless he's a kohen. Okay. What's the Allah? The husband's quiet. Amar Abai, Abai says, Naman, we trust the Eid the same way we said before, because the husband is silent, and therefore they have to get divorced. They're not allowed to be together. Rava Amar, but Rava says, Enoi Naman. Rava says, nope, we do not trust this witness. Why? Because now we're not dealing with forbidden things, we're dealing with matters of Arias, Things that have to do with forbidden relationships. The rule is, whenever you have a you always need two people. And therefore, when the husband is quiet, it could very well be because he's disregarding the single witness, not because he's agreeing to anything over here. Okay? Amr Abayi says, How do I know this rule? Now again, what did Abayi have said? Abayi said, if the husband's quiet, they need to get divorced. Rabbi said they can stay married. We want to know Abayi, why do they need to get divorced? I'll tell you, he says, I got to tell you a story. The Husamia, there was a guy who was blind. They have a Mesader, he was Mesader, Masnaisa, Mishnayis, Kamei Shmuel. He was in charge of uh, arranging the Mishnayis in front of Shmuel. Yumachad, one day, Nogalei, Veloi Havikasi. One day, this guy didn't show up. Shadar Shlicha Abasi. So Shmuel needs this blind guy, this blind fellow is supposed to. He's supposed to help Shmuel arrange the Mishnayis. Yeah, they're, they're publishing the Mishnayis right over here. Yeah, they're putting the Mishnayis together. So Shmuel sends for him. He says, no, I need your help. Ada Ozo, 
Shalach Bechodo Ada Ozil Shaliach. As the Shaliach was going, Bechodo Orcho, on one of the roads, Osa Ihu Bechada, the blind guy passed him. Yeah, you ever walk home from Shul? And uh, your family is coming to greet you, or somebody else who is already by your house, the owner you are, they go up one block, go up the other block, and they missed each other. Okay? Osa Ihu Bechada. Ki Osa Shaliach. Omar Ishtai Zinsa. The guy come back and he said, hey, you know, he says to the blind guy who ended up in yeshiva by Shmuel, he says, you know, I went to your house, I knocked on your door, I walked in on your wife having relations. He says to the guy who was blind, you weren't home, but this is what I witnessed. <clears throat> if you trust this guy in general, if you trust what he's saying, you should divorce her. But if you suspect that he's lying, you don't, you're not obligated to divorce Now, my love, what does it mean that you trust him? So says Abaye to build up his, his halacha. He says, doesn't Shmuel mean that if you trust him, that he's, kosher, he's a kosher witness? It's a kosher witness that you should divorce your wife. Isn't that what it means? Now, if that is what it means, what Shmuel is saying is, you should rely on a single witness. And you should divorce your wife. And that would be a proof to Abaye. The Rava, Rava's gonna say no, you're, you're, you're misunderstanding the story. Rava's gonna say, not that if you trust him as a single witness, because if you trust him as a single witness, you don't need to divorce her. What Shmuel was telling the blind guy was, if you have such faith in the messenger, like two witnesses, you completely rely upon this guy, then Zilafka go and divorce her. The Eli, but if you trust him like a single witness, like anybody else, then light typically has no obligation to divorce her. Okay? Bottom line is, we don't have a specific proof what to do here. We don't have a specific proof. Again, we asked the Shiloh. A single witness tells a husband, your wife willingly had an affair. Do you have to divorce her? Or can you stay together? It's a machleka. So Abai says you have to divorce her. Rabbi says you can stay together. We don't know yet who's correct. So let's keep going. V'yamar Abai. Abai, who said he needed to get divorced, says, I'll bring you another proof that a single witness in this case is trusted. The Tanya, because learned in a price. Maisa, there was a story. Yanai the king went to Kuchlis and he conquered 60 Krochim, 60 towns or 60 cities. And when he came back from his victory, Our ancestors, they ate Maluchim. They didn't have such fancy food. They had such simple salty foods when they built the, the second Beis HaMikdash because a lot of the money was used to build the Beis HaMikdash. So he says, um, He says, us, we're also going to make a party and we're going to remember that uh, we're no better than them Will you eat similar foods. So they serve Maluchim, the salty food, on golden tables. There was one guy at the party who was a lowlife. 
the Elazar ben Pariah Shemai. His name was Elazar ben Pariah. Yeah, what's a Pariah? Elazar yeah, ben Pariah. The Yomer Elazar ben Pariah liyanei Amelech. Elazar ben Pariah said to Yanai Amelech. He says Yanai Amelech libam shall prushim alacha. The hearts of the prushim, prushim referring to the tzaddikim. Are upon you. He tells you, he tells him, he says, You should know the Haredim, yeah, those who spend their days learning Torah, whatever it is, they don't really like you. They don't really like you. And you're coming back with a big uh, um, military victory. You should know, eh, the religious guys aren't so into this. You know, they, 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 they don't trust the IDF. Yeah, they're, not, they're not into this. Uma <laughs> Esse. So Yanai says, oh, Allah ben Pariah, so, so what should I do to them? He says, He says, take the tzitz from the Beis HaMikdash and put it on your forehead. And when they see God's name, they're going to, uh, they're going to uh, stand up. Now Rashi says what he was telling Yanai HaMelech, who did not have any yichus. Put it on, act as the Kayin Gadol, and see if they respect you. Obviously, they're not going to respect him as the kain gadol because he's not a kain. You can't, you can't uh, just become a kain. There was a wise person, a zakin. His name was Yehuda ben Gedidio. Yanai, don't put the tits on your forehead. Be happy that you're a king. Let the tits go to the kahanim. Because Yanai's mother had been captured and raped by the people of Maidian. And if this was true, she was either a Zaina or he came from that. And he wasn't fit to be a Kayim. They heard about this, but nobody ever knew for sure if this was true. So they, they, Yanai was like, Nishtahin, Nishtahar. His yichus, it wasn't so clear. And because, I've been involved in many situations like this. I mean, not as intense, Baruch Hashem. But there's people who expect you to treat them with a certain status, whether they're stat- they, think, they think they're Jewish, and you know they're not. <coughs> or they think they're a Levi, you know they're not. They think they're kind, you know they're not. And you try to just beat around the bush and try to figure out what sort of keyboard you could give or what sort of... Uh, yeah, how to do it. I know somebody who's an Askin in New York for a good of America. And um, Governor Cuomo, when he was governor, before he was uh, a senior, the father. Yeah. So uh, he he came to the Hasta and they were trying to figure out a way to get him involved because he expect the governor of New York shows up, you got to give him a key. We're going to do give him a bracha to the chuppah. Yeah, like, what are you, you going to do? So they, again, it just takes a little bit of a little bit of thinking, a little bit of chachma. So what they did was is they added a new uh, a new kibud, where after the chassan and kala uh, walked down, so he had the Masada kedushin. He put the um, and they called up the Masada kedushin, and then they had Governor Cuomo stand at the end of the aisle with a with a, a plush, beautiful black pillow. And on top of the pillow was the wedding band. And he was he had the keyboard of carrying the wedding band to the chassan all the way down the aisle 
So they could they make the yes, yeah, that's what they did. And he felt mechobedik. He felt like he, he was honored. And he, and he felt that was the biggest, biggest kibud. Yeah, they made it. You know, in the meantime, what do you give the chos in the ring? Like, as a, like you know, what, what's the what is? But okay, but taka is a little, is a little bit of uh, right. You, you, okay, a chap, right? Yeah, you, but you need it. Okay, it takes a chap. They they figured out they had to had to ensure that he do, doesn't feel uh, uh, unappreciated. He doesn't feel unappreciated. Doesn't feel left out. And now he's you know. Um, he's, he's walking down the aisle with uh, with a band and slow music, and he gave the ring to gave the ring to the chassan. But over here, Yanai felt slighted, and he he kicked everybody out. He, all, all the uh, religious guys. He said, "You yeshiva guys, get out of here. You know you don't belong here." So now, so now here's it's fascinating the way the Gemara tells over this story. I want I want I, I, I just want to mention something. <clears throat> this is where the. The, the, the tsaras can now continue. I believe the, again, this is just my thought, the message I take from this is, Yanai kicked them out and now look what's going to happen. You might say, fine, so leave. Who cares about politics anyway? So it's Yanai's feelings. You got to stand up for what's right. See, the problem is, if you're not by the table, there's bigger tsaras. You got to be by the table. But now, there was nobody representing Emes Around the king's cabinet. So look at what happens. He says, You're a king and the king Godel. This is this is your din. This is your lot. What should I do? He says, he says, You're gonna put up with this. Look at you. You know how of you are. You're the king. And now you're even the king Godel. He says, yeah. He says, so? You got to make sure everybody knows. He says, what should I do? He says, kill all the Chachamim. Don't just send them out of the party. And they got to wipe them out. They're rebels. The Torah, Matahe Allah. Yanai says, but what's going to be with, with the Torah? What's going to be with the Torah? He says, Hare Kruchu Menachas Bekeren Zavis. Kol HaRaitz Elomite Yavai Yomite. He twisted an MS. You know what's MS? Anybody who could learn could come learn. True. Interestingly, we say in Halal, Beis Halevi Baruch Hu Hashem, Beis Aharayin Baruch Hu Hashem, and now what does it say? Yirei Hashem Baruch Hu Hashem. It doesn't say Beis Yirei Hashem. The house of Levia, Beis Halevi Baruch Hu Hashem, Beis Aharayin, then it says Yirei Hashem, because there's no house for Yirei Hashem. Nobody owns you could be a God-fearing person, whether you're a Kain, whether you're a Levi, whether you're a Yisrael, whether you're this, whether you're that. Every, the, 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 the Yirei Hashem is open to everybody. So Elazar ben Poriah took that MS and he's twisting it to create the downfall of Torah. He says, don't worry about the loss of Torah. Torah is available for anybody. We'll make sure Torah continues. He says, as soon as Yanai heard this, see, until now, Yanai, at least with his questions, seems to be implying that he cares about Tyre. What should Yanai have responded to that? There's two components to Tyre. There's the written Tyre, that anybody could take. The oral Tyre is lost without Chachamim. That's what he should have said. But he didn't, because he listened to the Apikarsis. This shtus, this, this krumkite, this twistedness of Allah's ben Pariah, and now his brain stopped working. The clarity is now lost. Once you have Apikarsis come into your mind, you lose clarity. 
Miyan Vatoitsara Yede Elozibam Paraya, Vayargu Kochach me Israel, Vayoilum Mishtoime, Achiboshim Meshetach Vexerstel Yoshna. The world was lost with Torah until Shem Ben Shetach came and gave Torah back its proper standing. Now Shem Ben Shetach was the uh, brother-in-law of Yanai HaMelech. And let's get into this. Hey Chidami, what, what just happened? Ilim Debeitrei Amri Ishtaboi, if you're going to say, now, why are we bringing down the story? The Gabar is going <laughs> to explain. See, here's the deal. The whole thing that led up to Yanai not being respected as a Kayan is because his mother was captured and violated. But it was never, we never got clarity as to what happened. So, says Gemara, if there was an Eid Achor, I'm sorry, if there were two witnesses that said she was captured, and two witnesses came and said she wasn't captured, yeah, how do we know, uh, how do we know which one to, to uh, rely upon? Yeah. Now the problem is, Rashi explains that it says in the Gemara, if you look at the expression, it says that it wasn't, uh, it was never proven. It was never proven. Let's look back at, uh, let's look back at that. And it says, um, That's what the Gemara says. They looked into it, they didn't find anything. Yeah? So the Gemara says, don't tell me it's not true. There, according to you, there were two witnesses. Yeah? So we wouldn't call it Vlain Nimsa. Okay. Ella, rather, the case of Yanai's mother has to be Be'ed Echad, where there was an Eid Echad telling us she went into captivity. The time of the Kamachash And the reason why we pushed off um, we pushed off that single witness's testimony because two witnesses came afterwards and said, Nuh-uh. Said, Nuh-uh. But if they wouldn't have said uh, We would have relied on a single witness So therefore says Abaye To bring this whole circle of This whole story of Yana Yamela You see from over here A single witness If not for the fact that two witnesses argued Would have been relied upon by Yedavr Shabbat So I'm right says Abaye But Rabbi Rabbi says no Where are you coming from Abaye No I'll tell you what happened Two witnesses said she was captured Two other witnesses said she wasn't captured we're dealing with Here also We're dealing with So the second group Knocks off the first group That they, uh, they kind of uh, Transferred her out And placed a Shivcha Kananis in, uh, in her place And that's what the Edom were coming to testify Okay, but bottom line is We don't have a direct proof between Abaye and uh, Between Abaye and Rav The guy raped the ship Instead of the mother, exactly Okay, bottom line is we don't have a riot either way You need a, a tissue? No, I oh, want okay. to give her uh, okay. one of my candies uh, Got it Omar Rava Rava says, top of base, here we go He says, I hold I hold that by a Dover Sheba Erva, you need two witnesses. That's what Rava says. So here we go. Tapa Samach What's my source that you need two witnesses by a Dover Sheba Erva? The time we learned in the Mishnah, Rabbi Shimon, Maisa, Begemura, Begemura, Shel Diskin, Beyavne, Shel Yusayim, Medes, Becheska, Shlema. There was a, um, a mikvah, we'll call it, in, in Yavne. That had forty saw of had a chazaka of being full, umadudu, and then they measured it. But it turned out that it was thirty nine. Called tarshas agaba. Okay, 
Very interesting. Yeah, listen to the story. Interesting story. They had a kosher mikvah in Yavne. The status of the mikvah was, Gan's fine. One day, a lady is going to the mikvah and she says, something looks off. It doesn't look like there's enough water in this mikvah. And they measure it. And taka, there's not enough water. So now the shaila becomes, what do we do with everybody who's been using the mikvah? Do we say that the chazaka remains that it was kosher until this moment or not? And if not, at what point do we say that people are still tummy? So Rabbi Tarfin said, everybody who's been in there before is tahar. Rabbi Akiva says no. He says tummy. Omar Rabbi Tarfin. Rabbi Tarfin says, Mikvah zebecheska shalom uwaimit. I'll tell you why they're all tar. Because until now, the mikvah has had a status of being good. You don't know when it lost the 40 saw. So that's just a, that's just a doubt. A doubt can't remove a chazakah. You don't lose a status based off of a doubt. That's Rabbi Tarfin's approach. What do you think Rabbi Kiva is going to respond? Beautifully, Rabbi Kiva is going to say, very nice, Rabbi Tarfin, you're looking at the mikvah. I'm viewing it from a person's perspective. When a person goes into the mikvah, they're certainly tummy. And now that we know this is zafik, you can't tell me a mesupic mitzvah could remove a vadaytoma. Amar Rabbi Akiva, Adam cheskas tummy who I made. You got to look at the person. Misafik got the bolatarei, and now the mikvah is a zafik. You can't be matara vadaytomei altarei and misafik. Two valid, right? In other words, the, the, the mikvah has a chazaka, but the person has a chazaka, and they contradict each other. Beautiful. Om Reb Tarfin. Reb Tarfin says, yeah, but I'll tell you why I want to view it my way. It's like somebody who's coming to bring a current top of the And we find out this Kayan is about to do the Avaida. He's on the Mizbeach. Not even about to. He's in the middle of Avaida. And we, we get news that he's the son of a divorcee. He's about to... He's, he's in the middle of doing the Avaidah on the Mizbeach. A coin. A coin. And we find out that he's a cholo. Yeah, okay. He's not worthy of doing Avaidah. Shavaidah se Yeah? The Avaidah is kosher. Because until, until this moment, we view him like an absolutely kosher coin. So everything he's done is still valid. Says of Tarfin, we should view a mikvah the same way. Everything this mikvah has done until now... Has been valid. Um, Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva says, "Okay, I get you, but I'll give you another parable uh, uh, with my view." What happens if the kain's on You find out he's got a blemish that doesn't make him worthy of doing the avaida at all. Okay. Now, he says the psak halacha is if you find out that somebody has a previous blemish, the kain's been blemished. It's not a valid, um, it's not a, it's not a valid avayda. Now, how do you know? We'll find out soon. The Gemara is going to tell us, uh, uh, prove this to be soon. So too says Rabbi Akiva. This guy, this mikvah, now that it's found to be lacking, is possible. It's like a baal mum, and the guy, it's like he has a mum. He's been tummy. Um, Reb Tarfin, Reb Tarfin says back to Rabbi Akiva. Anta dimisula baal mum. You're going to say this guy goes into the mikvah like a balmum. I'm comparing him to a chalol. Let's see who's right. 
Yeah, Reb Tarfan's going to boil this down. He says, okay, Reb Akiva, you're right. I'm viewing it my way. You're viewing it your way. And those two ways don't work. So he says, let, let, let's see who was more similar to. If he's like a chalol, we should judge him like a chalol. And we should say that it was kosher mikvah nistar. He's done with a mum. But if we compare him to a, a kayim with a mum, with a blemish, we should judge him like a blemish, and he's still tummy. His chorabakiva ladam, Shabakiva, said, no, mikvah psulay biyachid. He says, if you have an individual person who goes to a mikvah and, what, and comes to Bezdin and says, by the way, I just measured, the mikvah's lacking. Allah is, we'll rely on him. Even though he's one person, telling me the mikvah is lacking. The same thing's true by a baumum. Okay, if you have a single witness says that the kayan is a baumum, we trust this guy. Again, the Gemara is going to get into all the, this is all a premise. We're going to get into the background of all this. But the case of a chalol needs two witnesses. Or, or I could tell you, Mikvah psula begufay. Why is a mikvah that's lacking puzzle? So says a like this. You know why? Because the mikvah itself tells me there's a problem. I'll even tell you, forget a single witness. When I look at this mikvah, what do I see? 39 sa'a. It's lacking. Baumum psula begufay. And there's a blemish on a guy. Are you going to rely on the single witness? Or can you walk over to the kayin and you're like, oh, you have a unibrow. Okay. You have this blemish. You have this... I can see it myself. It's an intrinsic issue. When the mikvah is lacking, it's an intrinsic issue in the mikvah. When there's a moment... To be in there's no intrinsic... Nothing's noticeable there. He doesn't... There's nothing there telling us he's... Somebody has to prove that he's got an improper yichus. You are right, which means, says Rabbi Tarfin. You know why the Gemara gave us a whole back and forth? So you could have two tzaddikim, argue it out, stick to their guns. When one proves his way, the other one says, I'm wrong. Rabbi Tarfin backs out. He says to Rabbi Akiva, you win. You win. Notice Rabbi Akiva doesn't say, I won. Rabbi Akiva doesn't need to do that. Rabbi Tarfin is mighty. Okay. So now that Rabbi Akiva is correct, that you need two witnesses. When you have a baumum, guy who's got a blemish, that you could have a single witness come and testify. If the Kayan says, no, I don't have a blemish, we don't trust the Eidachat. The case over here is a single witness comes and says about this Kohen that he has a blemish. And the Kohen is quiet. Then what do we say? We believe the single witness. Okay? Udikava say. Now let's continue this theme. Similar to Kabi Grusha Somebody comes and says, This Kohen is the son of a divorcee. Vishasik, Vishasik. The Kohen is quiet. In other words, he's not arguing on the, on the testimony. Vikatani, and the Brisa says, Mikvah psulay biyachid ubalmum psulay biyachid val yechiach ben grusha ben chalutza she psulay b'shnayim. But then the brisa seems to say that a ben grusha ben chalutza needs two. Now one second. Why does ben grusha ben chalutza need two? According to our theme, what should we? What should it be? 
a single witness shows up, tells us that he's a son of a divorcee, he's quiet, and that's enough. Why do we say you need two people? It must be a single witness is not enough by a davar sheba erva. And this is how a ba- rava is coming full circle. Again, going back to our original machlekes, at the beginning of the daf, Abai says, you, it's a problem on a single witness by davar sheba erva. Rava said, no, it's not. Rava says, here's my proof that you need two witnesses. Because the b'risa says, two witnesses have to tell us he's a ben grusha ben chalutza. Abai Amar Abai says, no, there's no proof to you, Rava la'ilam, the Kamachishlay, the Kayan is arguing with the, with them with, with the single witness. With the Kamar Damai Muhammad, you're going to say, well, if the Kayan is arguing, why are we relying on this Eidachar? Tamarlay, because he could say to the Kayan, Shalach, uh, Shalach Achvay. He could say it like this. Um, yeah, when it comes to being a Baumum, yeah, when it comes to being a Baumum, that is a physical issue. So if I have a single witness telling us that the Baumum, let's say, He's a Krush Shifcha. He's, he has crushed testicles. And the Kayan says, no, I don't. So let the single witness say, well, pro- yeah, check him out. Let Bezin check out, uh, check out what's going on. And this is what we mean when we say mikveh psulei bigufai. A mikveh, you can look at the mikveh itself and it'll tell us what the problem is. It's only 39 so. Baumum, when it comes to a blemish, also psulei bigufai. You could check him out. And don't start to bring proofs from that you can't check out. That's just completely reliant on two on two uh, witnesses. Okay. Says the Gemara. One second. Let's start going through all the halachic premises that we've been having. Okay. So let's go back. The Brisa said, if you have a ben grusha or ben chalutza, if you have a coin on top of the mizbeach, and somebody shows up with news. By the way, you're the son of a divorcee. We said, all his avodah is still kosher. Why? Even if a cholol were to do the avodah, since he's a descendant of Aaron, he wasn't supposed to do it, but it's still valid. Avodah Shmuel Amar, Shmuel's father has another proof. He says, Mehacha, I'll prove from here. Baruch Hashem Chelai, Ufael Yadav, Tirzah. The hands are accepted. What does that mean? Afilu Chulun Shabbat Tirzah. Even the Chulun that's being brought as a carbon is accepted on top of the Mizbeach. Okay. Rav Yana Yamar, Mehacha, another proof that if a Chul does the Avayda, it's valid. Uvasal Akanishi Yabi Yamahim, Fechisal Dat Chashadam, Hedechitz Akash Layabi Yamav. Why does it say you should bring your animal to a, as a carbon to the coin that's alive in those days? As opposed to what? Bring it to a cemetery? Why do, it says bring it to a coin. Why does the terrorist say bring your animal to a coin that's alive in those days? Ella zet kosher v'neschal. It's referring to any coin that's assumed to be a coin. Even if afterwards he turns out to be a chalom, since that day he was known to be a coin, at that time it's valid. Okay. So we have three sources that if you have, it's fascinating. If you have a, 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 a person who has a status of a Kohen, starts in Avaidah, does an Avaidah, and then is found out to have, be a Cholo, any Avodah he did is kosher. But then the Brisa said, because of Rabbi Akiva's response, Rabbi Akiva says, yeah, but if let's say you have a Kohen doing the Avodah, and it turns out he was a Balmum, then his Avodah is not kosher. Why not? 
What's the source that is not kosher? Amr of Yudam Hashmuel, Amr Krat says in the pasuk, "Lechein Amar Hinu Nois Neha Leis Brisi Shalom." I've given Aaron and his children, referring to actually Pinchas, right after the story where he was included in in the Kahuna, Keshu Shalom, which means a coming going to Lavoida when his body is complete, like Keshu Chaser. Now, when he's lacking, says the Gemara, it doesn't say Shalom complete; it says Shalom when there's peace. Answered the Gemara, Amar of Nachman, Vav the Shalom Katiyehi. It's a, it's a cut-off vav, it's a short vav. And therefore, why is it short? The Torah wants to hint to us to read it. It's shalom, but it's also written shalom to let us know that a Kohen who's a Balmum that does the Avaida, it, uh, it is not a valid, uh, it's not a valid Avaida. Period. End of that Gemara. Let's learn through the next Mishnah as our introduction to the uh, next Gemara, and then we'll hold it on the, uh, by, by the Gemara. Here we go. Every time you're gonna have a valid marriage and there's no Avera involved. Okay. Havlad Hilech Achar Hazakhar. The Allah is we follow the father. So if the father is a Kohen, kids are Kohen. Father's a Levi, kids are Levi. Father's Yisrael, kids are Yisrael. The Ezezu, what case are we referring to? Zukai Hanas Lavia of Yisraelis. You have a father who's a Kohen that marries a woman who's a Levi. What status does the kid have? Kohen. Okay, simple enough. Whenever there's going to be a valid marriage, but an Avera included, okay, then we're going to follow the lower level. The, the lesser the parent. The we don't know yet. We'll, we'll explain the case, right? But let's say like this. Okay. You have a, a father who's a Kayan that marries a Yisraelis that's a divorcee. So is it a valid marriage? Yes. But there's a problem. So what status is the kid going to have? Yisrael. Always take the lesser of the marriage. The Ezuzu, Zu Amar Lekayin Gadol, Kruz Vachalutz Lekayin Hadyet, Mamzeres and Nesin Yisrael, Baisol Lemamzul Nasen, Wherever the Kedushan is not even valid at all. Okay. Um, but she could have valid Kedushan with somebody else. Havlad Mamzer. The kid's going to be a Mamzer. Automatic Mamzer, you don't even take on the lower level. Okay, we're about to find out what happened. But the first, so far we have two cases. Case number one is, you have a Kohen that falls in love with a Yisraelis and they decide to get married. Everybody comes to the chasna, everything's fine. They have a son. What's that son going to be? A Kayin. Next case of the Mishnah. You have a Kayin that falls in love with a Yisraelis who's a divorcee. And they come to the chasna and most people are sad. All right, vas kamenton. You can't stop it. They have a child. That child is going to be a Yisrael. Okay? A cholol, but have the Kedusha of Yisrael, we'll call it. Okay, fine. Next case, you have a woman who a brother and sister decide to get married. Brother and sister decide to get married. She's mutter to him. She's usher to him, but mutter to other people. Kid's going to be a mamzer. The Ezezer, 
What's the case? Anybody who has relations with any erva in the ter. Okay? Got it? So when's a kid a mamzer? When, when the parents would not even be considered a marriage. We're not. Either one would not be. It wouldn't be it wouldn't, when it wouldn't even be a marriage. Um, among um, the, the, what, you mean to each other. To each other. Exactly. A br- uh, brother and sister. If he puts a ring on her finger, are they married? No. The kid's going to be a mamzer. Okay? Any case where this woman cannot be married to anybody, Havlad Kamaisa. The kid's going to be like her. For example, what? Zevlad Shifcha Benachras. This is the child of a Shifcha and a Nachras. Okay, so what would be uh, what would be an example of of uh, this case? So here you go. You have somebody who's an evidentiary, a Jewish man. The Torah says he can have relations with a shifcha kananis. Let me ask you a question: This shifcha kananis can she have a valid marriage to any Jewish man? No. They have a child together, the evidentiary and shifcha kananis. That child's not a mamzer. That child is going to be an Evid. Of, uh, like an Evid, Evid Kanani. He's going to take on the status of a Shifcha Kananis. Okay, so he'll become a Evid Kanani. When there's no marriage, because there's no marriage at all to anybody. Okay. So what did he bring? Four different categories that the Mishnah is, uh, is listing over here. Each one with a different result coming out with a... Uh, different result coming out with a child. Okay, we'll hold it here for today. Have a wonderful evening. Have a tomorrow. Same time, hopefully from a different place. Hopefully from Yerushalayim. Agitanacht.